0: here to help is recorded before a live audience ladies and gentlemen Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Andy Rocco, and this is Here to Help, the podcast. Um, In case you're coming in completely blind to this, this is a podcast where uh, I assemble a panel of comedians, and we give funny advice and try to help people. uh, Or at the very least, we're going to try to relate to your stories. Um, So I have a great panel for uh, us tonight. It's going to be really a lot of fun. I'm excited. This is uh, episode one. I'm, I'm glad that you are here for something historic of the, inaugura- the inaugural... The inaugural? Is that how you say it? <laughs> inaugural? Uh, forget it. Uh, I'm going to do that a lot. Uh, so this is episode one. I'm very excited. This is the first Here to Help podcast. Give, make some noise, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Later in the podcast, you may win a prize if we help you out. <laughs> You'll, you can ask a question, and we could, like, help you out. And on top of that, you get a Here to Help t-shirt. Wow, right? That I made myself with my father <laughs> on our silk screening. Um, the first guest on my show, uh, he's a very funny guy. You can see him on You've seen him on Adult Swim. He's on the amazing improv team, Death by Ruru. He's one of my best friends in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Mr. John Gemberling. Yay! Thank you, John. Hi. Hi. Should I sit here? Yes, please. Uh, John Gemberling is one of my best friends in the world. And... uh, I would like to say that uh, part of this podcast is a little bit inspired by you. Really? Yeah. Uh, the reason why is because whenever... I have a litany of problems at all times, and then I I would complain to my best friend, John, and like, he would just make me laugh about them, because they're <laughs> usually so stupid. <laughs> and I... That's and I think that's what part of why I wanted to do something where I we help people is that, like I want to m- make people see the lighter side of like anything, really. Uh That's so nice. Yeah, and I th- I thank you for doing that. Well, I
1: mostly I was trying to make you laugh just to amuse myself <laughs> <laughs> because it was so tedious.
0: <laughs> um What's it say on your card there? For uh, questions I have for you? Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I was going to ask what it's like being my friend, but you already kind of covered that. Oh, I didn't cover it entirely. Oh, well, what is it like being a friend to such a neurotic mess? Well,
1: I can only talk about it in specifics. Mm -hmm. One time Andy uh, (laughs) clogged our toilet because he was continuously um, trying to flush baby wipes in there. Because he went through a phase where he would only uh, wipe himself with baby that, wipes. I carried a I, box I, the, of the, the, Pampers the baby that, wipes. I would have with to note that the time
0: went. that that happened, I was really sick and had horrible diarrhea, and I had to wipe my ass with baby wipes because it was just nothing that got my ass clean. And well I also like to know. Wait, hold on. The toilet didn't
1: realize that you had diarrhea. <laughs> and
0: it I also like to note that that toilet was terrible. <laughs> that was a horrible toilet. It wasn't the best toilet, <laughs> but it didn't clog
1: <laughs> unless you tried to flush thick wads of unflushable
0: paper. That's true. I am sorry. And what else? But that th- what I, I was talking about. Uh, I was thinking, and yeah, I guess so. Like I'm a terrible friend, is what you're getting at. No. Oh, okay. Great. You're uh, a
1: you're a great friend. You're a joy to be around, but there have been <laughs> I mean it's all fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: all a fun time. Well you're helping me out by being on the show. So thank you for that. Cause thank you. I'm looking forward to uh um you now are <laughs> I feel like you've moved now all your efforts to like uh because you're a daddy now right I'm a daddy now yeah he's a he's a he's a legitimate father of a child legitimate a father of a child thank you um do you have any kind of advice for any new parents that you just or anything learn anything new that you just learned that you would like to impart on maybe anyone who's listening to this that might be like, "Oh, I might want to have a kid and like was there <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, is that what this show's about? Giving people advice that yeah. they didn't ask for? <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, advice for new parents, or anything that you learned, anything that we that somebody can relate to, maybe that, like that they can feel like their struggles, not like everyone has it, kind of. Because I feel like the help, there's always help in like hearing, uh, relating, and hearing like that other one, other people are going through it too. I would
1: say. Don't expect the child to be appreciative of anything that you do. (laughs) Don't expect it to even look at you or smile at you. (laughs) Expect that it will just be this uh, um, sort of uh, angry little imp. Seems to uh, despise you and everything that you're trying to do for it. Probably, uh, you know, don't even have kids in the first place. Mm. I'm glad that I did it. I yeah. would discourage others from doing it. <laughs> Today we were in Prospect Park with our baby. We went to this like food truck gathering. <laughs> you're just sitting there in Prospect Park with like a million fucking babies and <laughs> strollers and... These assholes are lined up with these food trucks that aren't even that fucking good. I don't know where this food truck fad came in all of a sudden that food yeah. trucks are supposed to be so gourmet. It's
0: really shitty. Yeah. It's shitty food. Yeah, there's a lot of foodies out there that are just like, ooh, food truck. Although I give that uh, there's one Korean. Have you tried the Korean tacos? Yeah. Though? You don't like it? No. <laughs> uh And you're just
1: one more in a sea of fucking yuppies with babies doing things that they read in New York Magazine to go (laughs) fucking do. So it's really degrading. My girlfriend's mom just sent me an article that said that they've done studies and that fathers who they found that fathers who participate in the rearing of their children have decreased testosterone. Do you feel that way? Yes.
0: How so? Like, do you feel like you're just like, like is it like, like when when you do, do you feel it when you perform improv, or do you feel it like when you are, are doing like just like r- when you exercise? I know you you do exercise. Do you feel it? Not like anymore.
1: <laughs> Seriously, you don't. I feel it mostly in my labia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you not? You Used to masturbate like a lot. You don't masturbate anymore. I do? masturbate a lot. Still. Yeah. Okay all right fair enough all right uh i don't know if i should laugh directly into the mic i imagine that millions of ipod or uh podcast listeners are r- ripping their iPods out as soon as they hear me laugh into hey, the you're mic. really
1: promoting uh, apple <laughs> products
0: <laughs> um so so i want to ask one other thing i'm gonna i ask this of all our guests or i'm going to uh was like what do you, have you done anything recently that you feel like you've helped somebody? You helped somebody out or any kind of any it could be anything from like someone you, a friend that you helped or just a bum on the street you or no?
1: I meant to help a bum on the street.
0: <laughs> we all meant I said to like
1: usually I don't but One, I passed one. I was like, he looks like nice and sincere and he's not bugging anybody. I'll give him. I went into a deli. He was like, sort of had his like nest set up next to this deli. I was like, I'm going to give him the change after I get out of the deli. And then I was like, you know what? I want to cross the street here and I don't really want (laughs) to help him. But uh, I was like, dead set on doing it for a minute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well,. Help anybody? Well, that means we have to move on. (laughs) (laughs) That is the here to help ding. That is here to help me move along the show. And we have to get on to our second guest. How about I help you? (laughs) By saying that if you had sent me these questions
1: earlier, I could have... uh, had better a better answer for that one.
0: No, these were they were fine answers. Everyone's having a good time, right? Okay. Yeah, they're oh. funny. They're fun. they fun answers. The whole idea is that it's supposed to be mostly ad libbed and it's fun. Okay. Okay. Um, but I'm very excited to bring up our next guest. Uh, he's on the improv team, the law firm. He's a very funny young man. He has a video that was reached a viral. Success and it was really funny and amazing. I love it. It's called "Please Give Me One Million Dollars." Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Mr. Craig Rowan. That no, just there. Yeah. Thank you. Hello, Hello, Craig. Hello, everybody. Hello, Craig. You're a funny guy. Um, Thank you. I wanted to ask because I was always really curious about it. Uh, the you uh, there for those who don't know about it. I recommend. That you look it up. It's a very funny video in which uh it's called Please Give Me One Million Dollars, where you made a can I say it's a plea? Um I'd say it's an uh, a large ask. A large ask to for random millionaires and companies and celebrities to send you one million dollars. That's right. Um and you actually you got it, and then it and then it turned out to be uh it's kind of a a joke. It did, uh, yeah. I say
2: uh, in the video, I did a couple where I asked um, millionaires like Steven Spielberg and Al Roker and uh, Lady Gaga <laughs> for a million dollars. Uh, and then eventually I said that a millionaire was giving me one million dollars. Uh, I did a big show with a check giving ceremony. And Matthew and Lesko. And Matthew Lesko, Lesko the question it? mark jacket guy, was there. Not um, to confuse
0: him with the Riddler. Yes.
2: Right. Uh, Wait, yeah, no, he has, does he have money signs? What does Matthew Lesko have?
1: I think he, has
2: he also, for some reason, has a question. Marks. Well, no, because he, people he's have.
1: Answering your questions about government money programs. Right, right exactly, right,
2: right. Which is pretty much a scam, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, he was a very, no, I don't know about that, but it was a very nice guy. And then, Do uh, <laughs> so you have I a like, vision I of like Matthew Lesko suing <laughs> you for no <laughs> picturing Matthew Lesko having this in his head, like <laughs> earphones, which I don't know how <laughs> I would find him being like, "Man, that guy's a dick." <laughs> I nah, did a show, <laughs> I and mean, he's yeah, gonna. Be uh, he was, uh, but I just did the show, and then at the end, it turned out it was all um, fake. I did not actually get a million dollars, and I, I exploded the check on stage.
0: Yeah, that was. Uh, it's a. It's an. Uh, it's one of my favorite. I tell you, you, had me fooled, and I. I thought it was such a great like it's one of the greatest bits i've seen in such a long time oh, thank you I, I really appreciate um it. my c- my thought was did your parents know that you like th- were they in on this or did they actually think you were getting a million dollars well they weren't
2: in on it as in they w- they weren't a party to it by any means. they I, I, they sort of were like they knew i had made their early videos where i'd asked for a million dollars it was you know i my parents know sort of some of the things that I do, like they they know videos. <laughs> much, that I like do. <laughs> like like much like every comedian's parents, much like parents in general, they know in general what I do. <laughs> <laughs> they do know me, and uh, so they were aware of the videos. But then when the video came that I said uh, I've got a million dollars, I sort of like let them know. But I none of us really. I. I uh, Definitely didn't expect the response. I didn't know it was going to be huge immediately. So they, kn- while they knew, they didn't quite understand. Maybe I don't know how <laughs> clear I made it. And but it became a thing when the no- I, I put the video online. I think on a Tuesday or Wednesday night I sort of made it live and then I didn't I hadn't even posted in my bl- on my blog yet my blog is so popular now <laughs> <But>, um, <laughs> I didn't even post it on my blog yet and uh, <laughs> and it got picked up by a lot of websites and the daily news called me on my cell phone and they actually called my my parents house so like immediately it became they were part of it in in a way that they were uh, you know and 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 they I were had a, a little my, in on it. Your they, day. They, yeah. Well, I mean, they weren't playing a part in it. They would just say, you know, I, to anybody who called, they'd just say, you know, I don't know. You'd have to talk to Craig because they, you know, I didn't want. I, I they're not an active participant in that, and I didn't want them to be involved. Um, <laughs> But I I told them and I before I talked to some of the press like I sort of like had conversations with my parents. Just I was freaking out, man. <laughs> I was like, so for those two weeks they were I was definitely they knew about it and they while I had m- multiple mental breakdowns in the two weeks <laughs> when I was freaking out of what the hell am I gonna do? They were they were I talked to them I about. I
0: it. think the ultimate I think a, a big prank would do like I just couldn't see me doing that and then like I would want to not tell my parents and they would just. They'd be so mad at me if I actually didn't win a million Oh, man, yeah. I do can I just th-
1: say I was so relieved that it was a hoax? <laughs> <laughs> I begrudged you that money so much. And everyone did. Yeah. Everyone that told you, oh, that's awesome, congratulations, begrudged the fuck out of the fact that they thought I, you got it. I definitely did not deserve one million dollars. <laughs> a fact. Everybody I mean, behind your back was like, I can't believe that fucking asshole got a million dollars for a fucking I, I, video.
0: I'm not trying to sound cool, but I actually legitimately was like, you know what? He thought of it first. That's a great idea. Yeah, me too. I was
1: legitimately happy. <laughs>
0: <that>. <laughs> I thought it was a great idea. I was like, I wish I. This the only thing I was mad. at I was like, I wish I thought of something that clever. You know, <laughs> but well, that's
2: what a lot of people. I first of all, I got uh, tons of YouTube comments. People that hated me. You know, like it, it's, <laughs> it's what was one internet. of them?
0: Can you remember one of them?
2: Well, oh man! I mean, we there was a bit in the show where we read off a lot of the negative things, and they're like, you know, from. Uh, uh, that guy with the eyebrows doesn't deserve it. <laughs> uh, um, you know, and like, what a fucking asshole, give it to charity. And you know, and this whole time I'm like, I'm not getting any of this. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, chill out, chill out, wait, wait one minute. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was, it was. Um, it was crazy. I mean, people's responses were 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 really interesting. But one of the p- responses I liked was people being like, "Man, I thought of that idea. Like, oh, I I <laughs> thought of that. I was gonna ask for a million dollars. Like, yeah, I so what I did. You know, like, uh, but it was it was cra- it was crazy.
0: Yeah. Uh, that was it's. Uh, I really, if you haven't seen it before, I really urge everyone to check if out. If you haven't seen it, it before, I- you're worthless. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is a. Uh, th- I watched them recently just to see if I m- would missed any information yeah. I might ask you about. But I watched them again. They are just legitimately just funny videos, and just uh, your delivery is just funny. Oh, thank uh, you. Well, yeah, I was I, I uh, really d- appreciate that. One last question: If it actually did work, did was there an idea that it might work?
2: Um, not really. I mean, okay. I never really thought I, at the beginning when I first put out the videos, I'd get like a couple you know, emails of people being like, yeah, I've got a million dollars. Why don't you shove it up your ass? <laughs> or, or like, um, or like, yeah, I'm a millionaire. And then I'd send, i oh, in the video, I never, I don't know if I ever put in one of the videos, but I was like, oh, send a picture of yourself on a yacht. So I know you're rich. So like when, <laughs> when, uh, somebody would email me, I'd give like that. I'd be like, oh, great. You want to give me a million dollars? Awesome. Send me, like a uh, a website of you on a yacht or or you know you being rich so i can believe it <laughs> and nobody ever responded so uh, uh and, yeah i
0: never really thought it through of what i would do with the money oh really would you you would i would feel like you i would feel kind of obligated to give something to charity Do you mean, feel that way or at all or you, i you mean i think
2: in general i i would if I had the money, I'd give some to charity. You know, like I'm we we know your answer. <laughs> <laughs> we know what, what you really feel. Um, I'm a charitable guy, so uh,
0: <laughs> I feel like you are. I you give are. to charities. Yeah, you I, know, you got to do what you can. <laughs> um, is, so, is there anyone you helped recently that you would like yeah. to share?
2: Yeah, I actually uh, the other week I was walking on the uh,
0: Brooklyn Promenade. Uh, uh-huh. I love that. It's a uh, very scenic. It's beautiful. It's very
2: nice. It's right above the BQE, and you can see a view of the Brooklyn Bridge and of uh, Manhattan. Uh, and my girlfriend and I were walking, and all of a sudden, uh, my girlfriend was like, Craig, Craig, look. And, and th- this woman was on a bench... And in front of them, there's, like, sort of a little fence uh, right above the BQE. And there's, uh, like, an empty space. Like, there's a space on the bottom where, you know, if, like, a can could roll down probably to the BQE or something. And her, she w- this woman was texting. And her <coughs> probably, like, mm, one and a half, t- maybe two-year-old son was under the fence putting his arm out, like, right above the BQE. And I don't know if he could have, like, fell through. But I was, like, oh, my God. And I said... This was my genius way to get her <laughs> attention was, miss. That's what I said, like, misses, Or I just yelled at the woman. And uh, I think I saved that kid's life because she fr- freaked out. Uh, she put her texting down, and she grabbed the baby. And then she, I wish she had said – she didn't say – she's like, oh, thank you. And I was like, you're a terrible parent. <laughs> <laughs> like, you should wow. be watching your kid right above the bqe. So I th- <laughs> I think I
0: um I was worried. I w- it was like it was pretty scary. Yeah. I th- in that area too is whenever I've been in there there's like that little garden area that has like it's always being sprayed with rat poison already. Oh god, regular. yeah. And I can yeah. only imagine kids were just walking around just shoving rat poison sticks in their mouth or something like that. They are sticks. <laughs> they spray sticks <laughs> yeah the sticks are very valuable alright we have to move on um, <laughs> <laughs> perfect good I was done Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, our next guest on the show uh, you may notice you, he's pretty famous I'm very excited to have him uh, I, I'm very excited it's, it's amazing that he's here ladies and gentlemen the sheriff of Nottingham
3: Well, 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 well. If it isn't my old nemesis, Robin Hood. Oh, I know he's not here on the stage, but I know he's out there somewhere. You see, I've lured him here today to the Upright-Henrikson's Booker Theater. East. E- How dare you! Silence, you insolent fool! Do you know that I am the sheriff of the county of
0: Nottingham? I'm sorry, Uh, um, I'm I'm very excited that you can do the show. Your excitement
3: is warranted, (laughs) (laughs) for when I do the show, Robin Hood is sure to follow. I'll lure him in, victory is in my grasp! I want it there, I don't want to actually win. But for victory to be in my grasp, <laughs> I may as well already have won. <laughs>
0: what a delicious state of affairs! <laughs> uh, 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 Sheriff, uh, I had to ask you the, in the ask,
3: uh, ask me already.
0: The uh, in the Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves movie, the uh, the definitive uh, Robin Hood movie. <laughs> The sheriff of uh, Nottingham is portrayed as kind of like a Satanist. I, like, I feel like that's not... Like
3: oh, we've all dabbled <laughs> in the dark arts. <laughs> I'll do anything to bring Robin a <laughs> luxury to justice. If the devil will take part, then the devil can have a round at him when we have him in chains, <laughs> as he always is. When I have them in my dungeon <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: well I, I don't I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of um are you uh, vexed? I am a little vexed, Mr. Rocco <laughs>
3: perhaps you're out of sorts with the answers to your
0: questions. Uh, no I your little <laughs> podcast <laughs> questions. Uh no, uh, I was just wondering why is it that like Robin Hood seems to like want to help people, and this is a podcast about helping people. Oh, you
3: you you call it help when he steals
0: from the king
3: <laughs> and gives to <laughs> Saxon dogs. that's the property of the proper Norman aristocratic hierarchy. Yeah. How dare you dogs <laughs> defy me? You help your rats, and I'll help my Prince John. Okay. I see. You see. I <laughs> scratch his back, and he. Mm, I scratch his mind. But were you
1: expecting the Sheriff of Nottingham to be as sexually charged <laughs> as he is? No,
0: I. I honestly didn't. Uh, but I. I mean, I.
3: Well, you see, I've gotten a bad rap as a bit of a gay villain.
0: (laughs) As perhaps a prancing foil. (laughs) Well, isn't it like part of it that you have? I thought you had a thing for Maid Marian. Of
3: course I do. Only out of spite do I want Maid Marian. I want her to marry me and then spend a life locked in a chamber. As women are meant to. That's only so that everyone hates me equally, men and women. If you're a hero, I'm gonna steal your girl from you and ruin her life too. Um, what a. But it's a, that's a, that's a, that's not what I want. That's the story that's been forced on me. Please understand. <laughs> I'm on my knees, you see. All I want is to bring Robin Hood to justice <laughs> and be able to live with my chosen bride. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I can't even understand what you're saying. You're just like a... Uh. I sense that he's here, somewhere in the darkness, underneath that Arabic sign. uh, Arabic sign? I can't read it from here. It says exit. uh, Clearly, (laughs) it's not luxurious script. Oh yes,
0: I forgot we're in different times. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I know that you're—I know that you're the sheriff. But is there—and I've been
3: elected (laughs) three
0: times sheriff of Nottingham.
3: If, that, if any of my actions are displeasant to the people, it's their own fault.
0: So, yeah, obviously somebody does like you. Th- enough to like you, to elect you.
3: Oh, yes, yes. The election is free. There's nothing happening to force the election for a sheriff of Nottingham. Okay. Oh, no. But of C- course, anyone who does win the election sort of begins to <laughs> take on the trappings of the office, you know. <laughs> As soon as you become sheriff of Nottingham, you're handed a fencing foil that's crooked and wicked. Okay. So, uh, and there's a throne that sort of brings out a lisp in your voice. It's a weird
0: throne that would do <laughs> yeah. that. Well, you haven't you
3: haven't sucked on the throne of <laughs> Nottingham, have you? Uh, no, no, no. Is I there
0: also know. like you get kind of a Suffer a stroke when he becomes sheriff too <laughs> at the same time. It's a very stressful
3: <laughs> office, Mr. Rocco. Lots of tension here in Sherwood Forest okay. that can only be released with an act of justice so extreme. Well, like is there any report. other
1: crime that you have to focus on other than Robin <laughs> Hood? Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, there's the occasional domestic disturbance. <laughs>
0: Well, that's, that's a good way to get into my next segment, uh, which is. Once in a while, a drunken
3: public or something, but that takes care of itself. That's what my deputies of Nottingham are for. The oh. only time I ever personally get involved is when the King's property has been threatened. What? <laughs> when the King's property has been threatened. When threatened, threatened, threatened. When, when oh. property
0: has been threatened? The King's oh, yeah. property. Oh, the King's. Oh, okay. I you said
2: the King's puppy.
3: I would be concerned about the king's puppy. The king's puppy, (laughs) I will assure you, is enjoying his stay in prison where he belongs.
0: Why is the puppy in prison?
3: (laughs) Because he defied the king's (laughs) order to not piss on the carpet.
0: (laughs) Okay, um... Well, uh, this leads to a question, though. Uh, what have you done recently? <laughs> what us? leads to a question? <laughs> well, we were talking about how he, he does break <laughs> up domestic.
3: Do you take issue with my continuity, <laughs> Mr. Gambler? No, no. Uh, this uh, is the uh,
0: sheriff in R- Nottingham. Uh, I I'm want a-
3: you don't look to be wearing green, but your actions are sp- <laughs> suspect as perhaps in line with Robin Hood's. I
2: Robin Hood wears green. <laughs>
3: yeah, Robin, Robin
1: Hood did... Question continuity, also.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he always had
0: some hook in my act. Yeah. Well, but have you, what have you done recently to help someone? You said you've broken up like domestic disputes. Aside from getting the evil Robin Hood, what have you done that ha- like helped someone recently? Oh,
3: why, certainly, certainly, certainly.
0: There was a wayward
3: baron who had a family of beggars living on his property and ruining it, farming potatoes on it, and I had them evicted and then taken down to the river and drowned. Wow. So I helped him out, this landed <laughs> baron. You see, it's all giving back
0: <laughs> to those who
3: give to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. All uh- right. What else do you want to know? <laughs> well, I that, well, that's the tone. We have to move on. No, no, no. What else do you want to know? No, I... Well, we have to move on to the, the next segment in the show.
3: You will have to move on to your segment? Well, then I'll move on to my segment. Robin Hood, if you're here, you're next. You hear me? Uh, okay. I have little John, and Eleanor Day has turned state's evidence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's state's evidence in... <laughs> yes, of course. We operate on the Magna <laughs> Carta, just like you. All right. Well, anyway, we... um. So here, at here to help, uh, I thought it'd be, for the beginning uh, questions and advice that would be given, I thought we'd turn the podcast inward. And uh, I have problems all the time, so I thought our panel would help me with something that I'm having trouble with recently. So uh, I'm going to tell you guys a story and uh, pose a question that I need advice for, and uh, then we'll just take it from there. So I was going to Grand Central off the off the 7 train, and when I got off the train on a subway bench in the Grand Central subway train area, there was uh, a a very suspicious looking package of sorts. The package was uh, like one of those Yasa Arafat, like, or those a- Arab-looking scarves wrapped up in a bundle right next to a gas mask. And it was just sitting on the bench, and I... Sounds it, like an art installation. Yeah, I thought it might. No, I honestly legitimately thought it was a joke, or maybe it was like some kind of art piece. Sounds like one of Robin Hood's tricks. <laughs> I don't think it's Robin Hood's tricks. Um, but I did. I, uh, I went upstairs to, into Grand Central, and there's state cops there. Um, and I, uh, I said, I saw a package. I took a picture of it, and I, I, said, uh, I saw this. And I would like to report it because you hear the thing, which is if you see a suspicious package, don't keep it to yourself. Tell the MTA or the police. And I told the state police. and they told
1: See something, say something. See, say, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: see, yeah, that, yeah, that's a more. See, say for short. Okay, thank you. Or
2: C- uh. SS. <laughs> uh So I
0: took the, I told the, they told me to go tell the MTA. I went down to the MTA and the line was too long. So I called 911. And um, I called nine one one and I told him about it. And like in the process of describing what I saw to the nine one one, I completely started to second guess it, but I still called and reported it. My thought is, do you think I did the right thing? In this situation, do you feel like do like like you, you hear it so much, why not like take part of it? You know, like I I I felt really like a jerk. Or an idiot doing it, but like there was something about it that I felt like, w- like, am I doing the right thing? Am I being overly paranoid? Am I doing it because there's an Arab scarf and a gas mask mixed together? Um, so, so an Arab
1: scarf and a gas mask. It's were sitting sc- on top of this package. There is a. It's
0: an Arab scarf bundled up like a hobo bindle, like with something in it clearly, and a gas mask.
2: You sound racist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well, I mean,
2: I think I—I I mean, honestly, if I saw, wait, so there was no uh, cop just roaming around, or no, they have those no guys cops. with serious guns the, sometimes. The,
0: the cop, the cops were in Grand Central, and they were just like sitting at this uh, state police little table, mm. and I thought it would be okay to go to them, and I was really kind of pissed that they were like, "Oh yeah, d- uh, go to the MTA. You got to tell the MTA that." And I'm like, well, they're just gonna call you, <laughs> but like. Yeah, you know, I actually re- once somebody left
2: something on on the subway. Like, uh, it was just a group of uh, travelers. They were from, I assume, from Europe, and they left a bag on. And they then they got on and they and they missed their, or they got off their stop and left it. And I was like, oh man, they they left it. So I got off at the next stop, and I gave it to the M- I was trying to give it to the MTA person, and she was like, no, we don't take those. I was like, what are you talking about? You're supposed to report it. So I think nobody's helpful. I think nobody wants to be a part of it. I think like uh, cops or anybody that just want to like push it around. They don't want to take some well, it's shits going on. Just
1: see something, say something.
0: Yeah, at the was end tr- of the exchange,
1: <laughs> yeah. You say something. There's no, They haven't guaranteed
3: you. They're gonna do anything. It's not see something, say something. We do something. But. I, I don't recall you filing a report with the sheriff's department of <laughs> Nottingham. I am
0: sorry, I didn't do that. No. I no, I didn't. I also had a train. That my ki-
3: jurisdiction extends across the Atlantic. <laughs> if the king's interests are at stake, what I would you have done?
2: What would you have done with the package? Yeah, you what would say, would once once you why I
3: would have caused uh, everyone to panic in fear. <laughs> Why, there's a wayward package from an outsider, maybe Robin Hood or an anarchist or someone else who displeases the authorities. It is your duty, as subjects of the Crown, to report anything out of sorts that we may decide what we will do. Do I make
0: myself
3: perfectly
0: clear? No, you do. I, uh,. So you feel like I did the right thing is what you're getting at.
3: Oh, well, you tried in your stupid way. (laughs) That's the problem with being a Sheriff of Nottingham. When people do as you say, they do it stupidly. (laughs) I'm surrounded by
0: buffoons. Well, I mean, I feel like... I don't regret what I did. I do feel weird calling nine one one because it didn't feel so like it an feels Im- like a three one one. I tried calling three one one and it just went right to something else. I didn't. I like there was like I had to catch a train. I didn't want to be bothered. And nine I figured one, nine it, one one didn't tell you. Call three one one. No, but for, I, I for also
3: future reference, the number to dial the sheriff of Nottingham <laughs> is nine one one one.
0: Really? To call yes. the sheriff of Nottingham? Yes. It's just
3: 9-1-1. One
2: extra digit of one. Usually, it dials after you put the second one. It goes. That's right... That's not my
0: responsibility. Perhaps that's why no one's ever called me. Well, it, as a as a public service announcement for all listening to the podcast, please put on speed dial nine one one one. And then that way you can get the sheriff Nottingham if, in case you do see suspicious things. I thought, well, I called nine one one, and there was this thought where I was like, should I waste nine one one's time? And then I was just like, well, it's not like nine one one is just one person. No, yeah, <laughs> so but it, it is
1: a, a finite number of people <laughs> yeah. who are always on the phone with people who are dying or <laughs> witnessing murders. But
0: I'm sure they get a lot of cases where they're like, I don't know, and like stuff like that. Yeah, and when that's those a welcome cases break happens. for them. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll have to handle my thing more. When than this is happen,
1: a dying person gets a busy signal.
0: No, I don't think there's a busy signal for 911. That would be terrible. There's an
2: extra ring and then they die. <laughs> <laughs> did wait, did you check back? Did you see, walk back back past it and see if it was still there?
0: Uh I did not. I, well, had, I haven't had been, had been d-
2: reading the news. Was there a terrorist attack on Grand Central Station?
0: Maybe. The, the, my thought is maybe they took care of it and they covered it up. And if
3: I had been in charge, we would have seized it and then used it later on for a false flag event to whip up the populace against Robin Hood and his merry men.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that makes sense. I, I suppose. Um. Uh, so, well, just for a final consensus, John, do you feel like I did a smart thing, or do you feel like I was being overly paranoid? Uh, I think it was fine. Okay, I Craig. Did. All right, I I, think think I the feel the right better. Thing.
1: I mean. Uh, I would doubt that a terrorist would leave a hipster scarf <laughs> and a gas mask
0: <laughs> on yeah. top of his yeah, yeah, bomb the or whatever. The gas mask threw me off. Symbolically, like you mean? <laughs> yeah.
3: As if to say evil <laughs> resides in this box?
1: Yeah, why not or, just a skull? You know, one person, one lucky person <laughs> gets to survive this <laughs> chemical war attack. If you wear
3: this scarf.
2: <laughs> Perhaps the Joker was involved. <laughs> but it, it sounds like the end of Arlington Road or something. <laughs> like some, if anybody's seen that movie, I don't um, want to ruin it. What was the Arlington Road? Arlington Road. Was the Tom Hanks one or uh, Jeff Bridges and uh, oh. Tim Robbins? It's a, it's oh, a domestic yeah, he's terrorist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not ruin the ending, but it's pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, oh well, we have to <laughs> and move on. on that beam.
0: Yeah, we have to move on anyway. Um, so. See
2: Ar- Arlington
0: Road. Arlington, <laughs> Yes. If you got anything out of this podcast, please see Arlington Road. All right. And say anything if
3: you hear anything from Robin Hood. Yes. I um, thought you were going
0: to say and also watch Say Anything. <laughs> you have to me. Sure, Sheriff, Say Anything is a really special movie. I'm not familiar. I, I only watch Robin Hood movies. <laughs> Did you see the Disney one where he's portrayed by a fox? Of course I did. That was the most accurate portrayal. <laughs> Wait, so the Disney one, the Sheriff Annette, even though it's supposed to take place in England, has like a Southern accent. Of course,
3: of course. I've did been known to, I've been known to enjoy a barbecued pork rib <laughs> slathered in mayonnaise. Oh, okay. I guess that makes you southern. Um, well, that's the artist. That's the Walt Disney's artistic license. <laughs>
0: All right. Um, so at this point in the show, I what is we, that? It's a ruler. Uh, I'll explain. Why do you have it? I have it because there. What are we're going into our next segment, in which we read questions from advice columns, and then we're going to answer the questions from the advice columns. Uh, The ruler that I have on stage with me is so I can read it line by line so I can cover the other parts of the text and read it slowly because I'm very bad at reading. (laughs) The ruler is So the ruler is
1: not a prop. It's to keep you from losing your place. Yes. The ruler is bigger
0: fun. Uh, the ruler is here to help.
2: The ruler is something you didn't want to talk about during the podcast. No,
0: no, <laughs> no, uh, no. The podcast, every podcast, I like to think that I'm gonna be as open as possible and be as personable as possible and honest and like, yeah, I'm. The ruler is something that helps him. It's
3: here read. to help. The ruler is something that always helps you, <laughs> and you should obey it at all costs, Friar Tuck. Are you calling me Friar Tuck? Well, yes, your you curious Friar scholarly Tuck. habits could only indicate that errant man of the cloth.
0: Well, I am balding, too, so I guess I kind of do mm, look like Friar Tuck. I think we've cast the part. Mm-hmm.
3: Now only to find the evidence.
0: Well, I think you're going to have a hard time doing that. All right.
3: So uh, I'm going to read a our... terrorist plot in Grand Central Station. Mm, I think the
0: Were you even is listening to together. when I told
3: that story? Yes, I have. <laughs> I believe I have my version of it.
0: <laughs> We're closing in on you, Tuck. All right. <laughs> well, I would like to read a question now and uh, see how the the uh, panel fares on it. Okay? Here we go. <clears throat> the I go- ruler,
1: you got to move this, otherwise the ruler's <laughs> yeah, going to it. It's not
0: going to give you a straight line. All right. Uh, I go to the movies occasionally. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, Dear Here to Help, I go to the movies occasionally with my niece Connie and her two chid- kids.
3: <laughs> Am I- That's a <laughs> fucked up ruler. <laughs> you must have forgot your protractor <laughs> to be able to pronounce things correctly.
0: I'm going to start again. Dear Here to Help, I go to the movies occasionally with my niece. God, you are white-knuckling that (laughs) ruler. You're just pressing it into the table. We really need to get through this, please.
3: (laughs) This is how knowledge survived the dark ages. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: I I go to the movies occasionally with my niece, Connie, and her two kids. Although the theater has a sign, no outside food or drinks allowed, Connie sneaks snacks in her oversized purse and then dulls them out after the lights go down. I'm not talking about a couple of candy bars. She brings bags of candy, chips, cans, and soda. While I agree with my niece that the price of refreshments is outrageous, I also believe that the theater operator's prerogative is to set its own prices and policy. I suggested, <laughs> I suggested to Connie to skip the snacks during the movie and take the kids out for ice cream afterward. But she said... She didn't want to deprive them. When I offered to pay, she said it wasn't about the money. It was about the principle. And besides, everybody does it. Mm-hmm. I feel my niece is teaching her kids it's okay to break the rules if you find them inconvenient and as long as you can get away with it. I enjoy the outings with them, so I dropped the subject for the sake of harmony, but it still bothers me. Connie probably thinks I'm a critical old crank who's out of step with the times. <laughs> But I would love your opinion. (laughs) Sincerely, paying for my popcorn in Oregon. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Fopog,
3: I've got an answer for you.
0: Okay. Sheriff or not Your
3: niece Connie is a flagrant scofflaw and ought to be turned into the local magistrate (laughs) where she will suffer until she confesses for her crimes against law and order and decency. Oh, she will be drawn and quartered, and as for her children, they might as well be killed as well. (laughs) So it is said, Sheriff of Nottingham, verdict done. Uh, uh,
1: Verdict done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we move on to another question?
3: Sometimes the
0: original Latin is difficult for you to understand. All right, our next question tonight. (laughs) Dear, here to help, I'm a weekly client at an upscale hair salon. I and most of the customers are over 65. The owner, Valentino, is a 50-ish widower who likes to brag about his romantic conquests. My friends and I agree that his revelations are inappropriate and unprofessional. Val is an excellent hairdresser, so should we ignore his behavior or quit cold turkey and live the rest of our days with bad hair? Embarrassed in the Big Easy. Uh, Craig? Yeah,
2: wow. <laughs> um, that sounds like a problem for a 65-year-old woman. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> Like, what the hell? I mean, have you ever worked with somebody? Like, I used to work at Kinko's, and my boss was, like, very, like, he was, like, very, like, touchy, and he was very, like, he would speak very lewdly all the time, and, and and, like, and he would say crazy things to me, and I was just like, can you just let me do my job? Right, well, I think
2: the problem is, if you said something to Val or Valentino and said, excuse me, you talking about, um, you know, Deep dicking or whatever um, <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. I mean, she didn't say exactly what it was, but I'm sure it was uh, fairly lewd. Um, then he won't ever be open again. You know what I mean? Once she makes a, w- I mean, you know, once he, she says you're making me uncomfortable, the relationship, no matter what, is going to change. Right, so it's and
1: perhaps his hairstyling skills will go down. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps he needs to wax poetic about his. <laughs> tit grabbing, <and laughs> butt would, fundling, in order to do a good hair. Thing. I, would
0: o- I was also going to argue that uh, that like
3: verdict done.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we'll move on
3: to another one, I guess. Verdictum, column, nullum es prohibitum.
0: uh righty. <laughs>
3: the verdict is set as is prohibited. Yeah. Is that what that means? I suppose oh, yeah. so. <laughs> okay.
0: Dear Here to Help, my wife and I have been married for 10 years, and it's, wonderful, and it's a wonderful marriage. We love each other very much, never argue, and we get along great. We have a two-year-old child. <laughs> um, recently, I found a sex tape online of my wife with a guy she dated before me. This video was taken without her knowledge and is 13 years ago because because of this, I'm not that upset about it. My question is, should I bring this to her attention, and if so, how? I feel she needs to know it's out there. I'm reacting to this as a man would. I don't know how a woman would react. Please help. He found a sex tape of his wife online. Yeah, like on a pay site I, I would imagine I don't know there's like, I imagine. Hey, I, I don't know. I don't never, 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 never pay for porn. I just get all free.
3: Was she caught in flant, in, flant, <laughs> flog, in flagrante delicto what? with Robin Hood? <laughs> what? I almost forgot it. <laughs> Perhaps she was diddling around with a fox of Sherwood Forest. <laughs> mm. She should be seized, stripped naked, and ruthlessly raped... What? <laughs> Until she confesses That's to amazing. having harbored a
0: fugitive. Well, well, well Sheriff of Nottingham, that wow. is very extreme. She didn't do... S- sometimes it-
3: extremity is called for in the pursuit of justice. But that was... The, she taped it 13 years ago. And she didn't know. That's no excuse. The statute of limitations lasts through the third generation. <laughs> she
1: does need a ruthless raping. <laughs> But if he hasn't talked to her about it yet, how does he know it was filmed without her knowledge? Mm, That's good. Ah, good
2: detective work. Mm,
0: Good job, Columbo. (laughs) Uh, uh, Well, he needs to move on. Uh, Wow. This has been going... so We're having fun. I'm glad that uh, this has been going so swimmingly. Uh, So at this portion of the show, uh, I asked somebody in the audience if they have like a story that they don't feel like has like reached any kind of resolve, if you don't, it's cool, but if you don't have a story that hasn't reached any resolve and you would like this panel here to weigh in on it, uh, please now remember, p- this is a story that doesn't have
3: resolve, <laughs> <laughs> or, or just a story that you feel a like a t- tale that remains <laughs> unresolved. We
1: don't want problems that need solving. We want tales that need resolving. Yeah. Uh,
0: but uh, there's a gentleman right there, right there. Yeah, come on up, come up here and um, come right, right here at the center stage. Uh, um, great. I have a, I'm gonna just uh, take the mic. All right. Uh, what's your name? Uh, my name is Jamal. Jamal, nice to meet you. I'm Andy. You know the panel, as always, as you've been watching. Okay, so what is it that you need advice on, exactly? That, something that we can try to help you with. By the way, you'll win. Just for asking a question, you'll get a free T-shirt. For the, with the Here to Help logo. So that, and that might solve
2: the problem, if the problem was <laughs> not having one extra T-shirt.
0: Be forewarned, there is
3: a hefty tax
0: to be paid,
3: <laughs> even when given a free T-shirt.
0: All right, so Jamal, are you ready? Okay, so uh, here, you can just... It's a similar situation. uh, Yourself, you wonder if you did the right thing. Uh, I just flew here from Chicago on Friday, and when everything was boarding, because you know they have different boarding numbers, and I was waiting, they they were calling boarding number one, like seating number one, and I had seating number two, and I was standing right here, and then people started walking in front of me, and I assumed that they had seating number one, but they didn't, so they just stepped... Stayed standing there. So then I saw on their ticket they had seating number two. And so I basically walked in front of them because I had been there. And then when we were in line, go when the boarding actually called, the guy, one of the guys I stepped in front of said to, to his wife, Hey, that's the guy that cut in line. And I wanted to just know am I, was I wrong to step in front of them or were they wrong to step in front of me
1: at first? Okay. Jamal. Right. Jamal. Okay. The plane Thank you, Jamal. is going to take off <laughs> only after. <laughs> the last person is (laughs) seated on the plane. You're not going to take off earlier if you get on the (laughs) plane earlier. You're just going to have to sit in an uncomfortable seat for a longer amount of time.
0: Ah. So uh, that's your j- excuse. <laughs> though, just, just to uh just in case with the podcast didn't pick it up uh, he was wondering he was worried about the carry on uh not being enough room. Do you have any thoughts about this Craig or anything Yeah, well, read? I mean uh, or
2: Jamal, thank you for the question. Thank you for the question, Jamal. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I I I agree with you. Those guys cut you and uh I I think all all power to you. You were number 2. You were, you were number 1 of the number 2s. <laughs> and you deserve number one status of the number twos and you stood your ground and those people they deserve to
3: get on 12 seconds after you <laughs> I, Jamal I would like to answer your <laughs> question <laughs> I saw you trembling there <laughs> as you asked it do you fear justice <laughs> <laughs> I see you do were you not grateful to have been a number two in the first place, but thought that you should be, have the authority to usurp number one by yourself? <laughs> Jamal, it's more than your luggage that should be lost. <laughs> <laughs> I, would have you, I would have you beheaded and mounted on the top of the airplane as a warning to all others. Wow. If you cut in line, you yourself shall be cut. So it is written, <laughs>
0: spirit of sanctum. Well, e probus JFK. The funny thing, I have, my, the thing that I relate to this one time I was at uh, Whole Foods, and we know how crazy the lines are at Whole Foods. Don't get us started.
2: I know. Lines.
0: And like, one time, this, like, innocently enough, this kind of woman w- accidentally walked in front of the other person, and the woman was just like, Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Walk in front. Of, you can take it. Go ahead. And then they're like, the woman's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll move." And the woman's like, "No, you already did it. Go ahead. You're already, you're already slowing." And I was like, "Whoa. Okay. You could be a little more gracious about it." I feel like there's a point where I think we all kind of break down, when it comes to like some levels of etiquette, you can't like. I bump into people all the time, and I don't get mad at them. But like on occasion you get run into someone who is just like having like the worst day of their life and they just kind of lose their shit over like nothing and it's like these are such small things. I I kind of side with you Jamal. I don't know why that guy felt the need to be like a dick about what he said. I feel like everybody just needs to like learn that it's not that big of a deal, you know? Like John said, you you're all gonna get on the plane, but you're not supposed to
1: line up. You're, technically, you're not <laughs> supposed to line up until they call the zone. So it's sort of a free for all until they say zone number two. It's a free for all. You gotta, just,
2: <laughs> you gotta accept it. Did the guy say it so you could hear it? What oh, a yeah. fucking dick!
3: Yeah, the guy. Is what a just dick! <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's where we differ. That's uh, where we differ. We so. are now. Have, we're coming to the end of the show. Ah, we all had such a great time, wouldn't you agree, everybody? Um, <laughs> this show happens weekly. It's uh, I believe it's always going to be free. Uh, on the next week, we're going to have uh, some of our guests are going to include the uh, the wonderful uh, Leo Allen, uh, from uh, Whiplash and writer for SNL. It's going to be great, and uh, so that's going to be. Next week, I don't know when this is going to plop, as they say, when (laughs) when this podcast plops. But uh, uh, but uh, does anyone uh, have some shows they would like to plug? I know that you are in regularly weekly shows uh, here. Do you mind uh, plugging? Uh, Why don't we start off with Craig Rowan? Uh, f- <laughs> I'm just trying to think if I have any things that are going to be plopping
2: soon. Um, <laughs> I know I'm doing. Uh, I don't know when this will plop, but uh, there's a show at the end of uh, October at UCB Theater that um, I'm trying out. Actually, John Gemberling is is in it, so there'll be more information yes, as
0: uh, <laughs> you know. Check out check out the web. The well, uh, do you want to <laughs> care to? Um,
1: plugging the imminence of information. <laughs> yeah, Do you
0: care to uh, plug uh, just the law firm? Oh, yeah, come
1: and
2: come to the law firm every Friday night at 10.30 at the UCB Theater. Very funny group, very funny group. Lots of
0: talented, funny people on that team. Good people, fun people, nice people. And it's always a fun time. Go see that. That's a good show. Uh, Gemberling, John Gemberling, would you yeah, like care yeah, yeah. to... Yeah,
1: come uh, to uh, <laughs> Dead by Ruru, Friday Ruru uh, Saturday nights at 9 at UCB. This
0: It's a a, that ruler is a musical ruler. You can play as musical notes on it. You can play it as a musical instrument.
1: And it says www.suck.uk.com, a suck UK product. I'm so appreciative
0: that you're bringing up the ruler that no one can see on a podcast. Go go
1: head on down to (laughs) www.suck.uk.com to get one of these cool musical rulers. Yes. How is it musical?
0: It, you, oh, I don't. I don't want to dem- hold this here. Hit it. Hit it. Well, I forget. I don't know if it's gonna work on this. <laughs> I don't, uh, forget it. <laughs> it's a musical ruler. Trust me. I'll show you after the show. Um, I really have time to. The sheriff of it Nottingham. The is there anything? I am running for re-election. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I court your votes, but I don't require them. I have other means of holding on to my substantial power but if you wish to support the inevitable you can go to my website <laughs> www.realeksharafnot <laughs> <laughs> that's with two t's, dot co dot
0: uk dot gov. wow okay that's amazing uh there's a uh, i user um Okay, I guess that's pretty much it. We've done all the plugs. Is there, uh, is there anybody else that may need one to plug uh, any particular show? Perhaps one of my good friends? Oh, yeah, you know
3: we have a friend in common. Oh, who cares about him? Just <laughs> follow him on Twitter or something.
0: Oh, yeah, so uh, James, the legendary, very funny James Adomian. Uh, follow him on Twitter. You can look him up. He has a new Twitter, and he's really funny. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that overwhelming response? <laughs> I would like to thank the Sheriff of Nottingham, Craig Rowan, and John Geberling for doing the Here to Help podcast. If you have anything you would like to email us, like if you want to email us a question and we'll read it on the show, please email us at heretohelppodcast at gmail.com. Right? Yes. Uh, Thank you so much for coming out. Uh, You've been a wonderful audience. Come back again. Tell friends. Thank you and have a very good night. All that advice you just got. You're welcome. This has been here to help, hosted by Andy Rocco. Today's guests were John Gambrelli, Craig Rohn, and James Adomian. The show is
2: directed by John Robert Wilson. Today's episode was recorded on September 18th, 2011. For more episodes, go to heretohelppodcast.com. The show is recorded weekly at UCB East in New York City.